Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. A scruffy looking man steps out from behind the tree. You were planning to rob a caravan by yourself. He flexes his muscles and says, you can see I'm no ordinary man. Would you like to have a wrestling match? <laughs> Both of you hear a rustling in the bushes. Tokith, do you hear that? There's something behind us. There's more of them. I knew it. I knew he wasn't alone. And I meet him in the middle and we begin to circle. You hear him let out a whistle. You suddenly are being peppered with crossbow bolts. There they are, lads. Let's get them. Yeah, I'm ready. Guns blazing. Let's go. By Kavaki's horns, you shall pay. He slashes you with your sword. Shabba goes down. I'm going to pull out my crossbow, lay down sniper position. One well-placed shot strikes him in the chest. The bandit leader says, that wasn't supposed to happen. One bandit grabs a box, throws it over his shoulder, and starts running off into the woods. Elbret surveys the losses. We'll see about your pay when we get back. Well, Albert, sorry we suck. Sorry we are totally noob sauce. I'm sorry as well. <laughs> she just shakes her head. <laughs> to be more correct, sorry that your uh, expectations are way too high. So what's the price differential between bronze and the next step up, Albert? Did you look at, did you read the pamphlet? I listed a price that I was willing to pay and described the request, and they listed it as bronze. Hmm. They don't have specific requirements on how much they pay each level, but if you pay too little, then no one of the next level up would take it. Okay, so you just say, like, this is what I need done, and this is what I'm willing to pay, and they classify it themselves? They just chuck it into a category? That's what seems to be the case, yes. Okay. So you brought this upon yourself, Elbrit. <laughs> you, we, we, didn't, we, we didn't do anything wrong. We're just doing our jobs. This is all your fault. You should have known better than to hire us idiots. What were you thinking? <laughs> beard even beard face? I have half a mind to just send you three home alone. <laughs> oh, home no. without dinner, without pay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I still need protection. <laughs> we need protection from ourselves. You didn't actually lose anything because the amount of stuff that we lost off of your caravan, you would have had to pay that equivalent to get higher level guards. Hey, you could think of it that way. You could definitely think of it that way. Therefore, the chicken happened before the egg was ever hatched. She pauses for a moment and looks up as if doing some mental calculations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm role playing Tokus hard today, guys hate to admit it, but you might be right. <laughs> and hey, you know what? If we lose more stuff on the way home, you can just think of it as the next tier up. You know? <laughs> you get, maybe we can, if, we're, if we do a real terrible job, we'll get you all the way up to mithril level. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it keeps working like that, Chava. <laughs> well, listen, we're going to do our best to get you home safe. So you can get your stuff back, and we can get paid. We both want that. And because you're our friend. We do love you, though, Albert. I mean, not, not in, like, a romantic way, but... I mean, maybe love you as a... But in, a in, <laughs> in a dwarfy way. <laughs> well, you know, slim pickings over here. Dwarven love is something special. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, enough of this mushy gushy <laughs> stuff. Let's get back on the road. All right, yeah, let's let's keep moving. Let's keep moving on. Let's get the horses. Which D&D had like those bonuses you get in Fire Emblem where if you have like two characters that have like an emotional bond, like you get bonuses. <laughs> so as you're getting ready to continue on, you notice the other two guards are picking over the bodies of the ones out in the woods, pick up a few coins and pouches and things. That's true. We did not say we looted the bodies, so mm. they're kind of picking up the slack there. The leader that you killed is still on the road in front of the wagons. Can we loot the big one? I pick up his axe and chop his head off with it. (laughs) (laughs) Albert turns away as you do that unexpectedly. And then I put his head on a spike and wear it on my backpack. (laughs) Start walking down the road. (laughs) That's gross. And you're like, what? This is totally normal <laughs> for a <laughs> Goliath. Goliath tradition. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we defeat another tribe in battle, we mount their heads on spikes and walk around with them. <laughs> it's seen as a sign of greeting and good fortune. <laughs> and goodwill <laughs> <Exactly>. and cheer. <laughs> it brings us good yeah. luck from Kavaki. In fact, the old saying is, many heads on spikes to you this day. That's how you greet, well, isn't greet that, other isn't Goliaths. That a, isn't that an actual holiday in your culture? Like Heads on spikes day? <laughs> Happy Spikes Day. <laughs> Albert does not seem pleased. <laughs> yeah, well, she hasn't seemed pleased for most of his adventure, so. Are you ever happy, Elbert? I'm normally quite cheerful. Well, you'll be pleased when the next bandits who try to take our caravan get scared away by the heads that we have hanging up above our own heads. They're not going to let you into Brentley Gate with that. That's fine. I was already planning to bury my whoopee cushion and my fireworks and everything <laughs> by the side of a road and have a little funeral to mourn the death of fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm not burying my fun stuff. <laughs> do you do anything else with the body? We drag it off the path and into the woods and any of the other dudes, and I guess we'll search his pockets while we're at it. He had his battle axe and two daggers. You also find a pouch of coins. Hash had 18 gold, 23 silver, oh, and 35 oh. copper. Holy shnikes, 18 gold! Aslo. I'll be adding that to party gold. Yeah, put that in the bank, bro. 18 gold. Maybe we shouldn't make such a big dealio about it. Albert just lost a lot of money, guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just pretend we didn't say anything. Uh, uh, 18 gold. What else? 23 silver and 35 copper. Keep your voice down, Thane. (laughs) (laughs) Albert might hear you. It's fine. I'm the voice in your head. No one else can hear you. Oh, right. (laughs) I tell myself to keep my voice down. Uh, You also find he has a pouch of some sort of powdery substance. Mm. Like bag of sand, almost. Mm. Is it white? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he did look a little bit on the rough side to me. It's off-white, gray-colored. Oh, okay. Well, we should take it anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You never know what use these kinds of things might be. Can I do a a cave check (laughs) on that? Can I do a little... Are you going to... Stick your finger in and lick it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of doing. All right, so I, I take a little... I say, no, no, no. Do one Wait, of these, like, eh? And then... I'll choo. just, uh... Okay, so it's almost into my mouth, and you, t- you stop me, and I'm like... Wait. I'll just cast a tech magic on it. Oh, okay, then. I, I don't lick it. I suppose it could be, like, a powdered poison, couldn't it? It could be sand. That's true. Okay, you cast a tech magic? Yes. You find that it is magical. Ooh. You get the sense of an enchantment magic coming from it. Enchantment magic. Okay. But how does it taste? Yeah, take a taste, Tokus. I'm not going to stop you. Uh, I don't know, guys. I'm not going to stop you anymore. 
All right, so it touches the tongue. So you lick the powder, and as soon as you do, you start to feel really drowsy. Oh, guys, this is great. A few seconds later, you just slump over. Completely asleep. (laughs) Whoa, just from a touch of the tongue? Wow. This is powerful stuff. Dang, dude. (laughs) Just on the ground. Oh, you know what? What I really meant to do and we never did was ask the guy his name. I look in his back pocket for his driver's license. (laughs) (laughs) You don't find any identification. Dang it. Uh, I checked the back of his underwear. To see if he wrote his name on it. Yeah, if, if his mom wrote his name on him. Yeah. No. You search around, you don't find anything that identifies him. And Tokus wakes up just a few seconds later after he hits the ground. <laughs> Rutabaga. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, guys? Tokus, you all right there, buddy? Yeah, I was having more dreams of rutabagas. I don't... You ate a rutabaga, and it didn't agree with you. <laughs> I think Aslo's dream transferred over to mine, because I remember... If, a few weeks back, you were having some rutabaga dreams. I don't remember that. Oh, you did. I remember. Glad you guys know my dreams better than I do. I mean, when you w- shout rutabaga as you wake up, it's kind of hard not to know you're dreaming about rutabagas. Yes, because, like, wh- what other context would you shout rutabaga? Unless it was, like, a code word or something that I accidentally let slip. Oh, yeah, maybe maybe our dreams were about being spies. Maybe I've been a spy this whole time. <gasps> And then I just turn and walk away. Double agent for the cult. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, let's stop talking about dreams and start, like, going places. Yeah. I I pocket the powder so that Tokus will forget about it for the time being. Because I'm afraid that he'll want to just, like, do nothing but experiment with it. And then it'll waste it all. Before we have a chance to identify what it is, hopefully sleeping powder (laughs) that we can use for, like, poison or something. Seems terribly useful for insomnia. (laughs) Just don't get addicted to this stuff. All right, gang, let's head out. Okay, so you make it back to the road, and Elbert's like, finally. No, they just left without us. <laughs> <laughs> this caravan has taken a week longer already than it was supposed to, because all you guys ever do is just sit around and talk about stupid stuff when we're supposed to be going places. The caravan starts moving once again. You finally reach Brentley Gate. I do have that funeral. I bury, like, my firecrackers, my balloons, my fake mustaches, my yo-yo, my squirting flowers, and the head of the bandit leader in a shallow (laughs) grave by the side of the road. And then we head into town. (laughs) Uh, Brentley Gate looks the same as it did last time you were here. You spend the night, you stop by at the Sapphire Saber. Yep. Yes, we do. The next day... You wait in line to head out of the country for a little while, but this line seems to be moving faster than the one to come in. And you soon find yourselves crossing the bridge back into Ormog. Welcome home, gents. We're back in the kingdom. All right. I just can't wait till we can use our magic again. So when you finally arrive at your next stop at Miller's Field, there's almost no light in the whole town. There's just a couple of candles here and there lighting the inns and houses. Scorch marks still cover most of the ground around the town center. When you stop by into one of the taverns, you overhear a couple of people talking. One of the men looks like one of the hunters who helped in the fight. My arrow's acting really strangely. Uh, I went out hunting the other day and one of my arrows got stuck and just couldn't come out. No matter how hard I pulled, it just stayed stuck in the deer. 
Your arrows, you say? Oh, there. <laughs> oh, hey, I remember you. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, we're the heroes of Miller's Field. We're back. What was that you were saying about your arrow? I couldn't help it over here. Oh, yes. Uh, here. He unslings his quiver. I picked up about a dozen arrows or so off the zombies that I found. One of them was carrying this. When I shot one of the deer, it just kind of stuck in there and I couldn't get it loose. But then when I brought the deer home, it just slipped right out without any trouble. So you picked the arrows, the used arrows, out of the dead zombie corpses? No, no, no. One of the zombies was wearing this quiver with arrows in it. Oh, 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 oh. And I figured, why let it go to waste? But they seem to be acting kind of odd. I see. Can we, may we see them? Sure thing. He drops the quiver in front of you on the table. All right, Aslo, you know what to do. Yeah, so I'll cast Detect Magic. Uh, you see that the arrows are magical. It's always sad when you have a magical item that's depletable. <laughs> <laughs> mm. So it is the arrows and not the quiver? The arrows are magical, yes, not the quiver. Ah. I believe this would be classified as transmutation. Ah. Well... Sorry, friend. No luck here. Uh, you know, since they're such trouble to you and they keep getting stuck in things, why don't I just take them off your hands? I'll uh, I'll walk down to the dumpster down the street and, and throw them out for you. How does that sound? Yeah, I'm pretty sure these are cursed and you don't want to just dispose of these. Kind of like batteries, you can't just throw them out. Right. Need to go to like a facility. Yeah, these arrows will do too much damage to the environment. <laughs> in fact, we have the perfect container and I nudge at Chaba for the box. Ooh. You think... Are safe is big enough? Uh, no, I don't think the arrows will fit. I think the box is too small yeah. to fit the arrows in. Uh, well, I do still need arrows for hunting. I'll trade you... How about this? I'll trade you 20 of these regular arrows from the Sapphire Saber, so you know they're good quality, for... <laughs> the little logo on the side. Yeah, for only 12 of those crappy arrows. <laughs> Cursed. You'll lose your firstborn. <laughs> I suppose. I don't really have much need for these anyway. I know there's something up with them, but someone else could probably make better use of them than I could. And you did save the town after all, so... <laughs> well... Yeah, I mean, you said it, not us. <laughs> it happens. Well, you said it earlier. <laughs> That's true, I did. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds alright to me. Cool. Very well. There are only 12 arrows in the quiver, actually. Okay. Okay. And is, if I take them out, is one of the points like still bloody from where it was in the deer? Is, is it the same one that you used to shoot it? It looks like these ones have not been used. So what happened to the one that you shot the deer with? Did you just throw it away? Well, I used it later on and I lost it in the woods. Hmm. Okay. We spend the rest of the evening looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There were a couple of others, but this is what I have left. Okay. Shaba. Are, are we away from the man now or no? You can leave. We just leave. We just walk away. <laughs> we will do our, our good duty. We're, we're just trying to, we're like, you know, we're earth people. We're, we're tree huggers. We're just trying to save the environment. So we'll go dispose of these and you can sleep well tonight. And by dispose of these, you mean dispose of them into our enemies. Into <laughs> our enemies. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So yeah, we walk away. Good day to you, sir. Yes. Good day. Shaba, I have some ideas. Yeah, so do I. Yeah, what are you thinking? Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I'm thinking you walk a hundred paces that way, and we will test these arrows first. <laughs> no, Shaba, we have to see how strong they are. Pick the tallest building and the tallest tower in the tallest region, and shoot an arrow with a rope attached to it and see if it'll support your weight. But Tokus, you are the tallest gnome I know. You don't see what I'm getting at. If it's super strong, right, transmutation magic, we could shoot this into the side of a cliff with a rope attached to it and scale the cliff. He said that... When 
when he got home, the arrow came right out. So what does that mean? Yeah, you just have to climb quickly enough before it comes out of the surface. All right, I find a huge boulder popping out of the ground, and I shoot it with an arrow. What happens? <laughs> That'll probably break the arrow. I shoot it from, like, 80 feet away. Is it, like, a tall boulder that it would be useful? Did you tie the rope to it? Like, <laughs> No, no, it's not tall. I'm just seeing what will happen if I shoot a rock with it. Oh, okay. It doesn't matter if it's tall. It just matters the, what the, toughness. the arrow does. I'm with you. The yeah. toughness. The arrow strikes the side of the rock and stays firmly in place. <laughs> you go over to examine it, and you see the tip of it just barely scratched the rock, but it's as if it's embedded firmly there. It's just staying. <laughs> I hop Dude. up onto yeah, it. Yeah, I, I want to dangle on this thing. <laughs> you stand on the arrow, and it bends slightly under your weight, but it's oh holding you up. Oh, my God! Say what? Oh, man. They're like, yeah, they're like grappling hook arrows. Wait, wait, wait. Like okay, so shot. this is amazing. But wh- uh, why did they come loose after the guy got home? It's a good question. Do they have an anti-magic field cast around the town? I get off the arrow, and I grab it with one hand, and I say, release. Uh, nothing happens. L- uh, let go. Does it have any runes? Did the quiver have a rune? Oh, yeah. Uh, no, there's no real markings on them. Okay, we take the boulder with us. <laughs> yeah. We're going to need this. Start rolling it. <laughs> After you're tugging on it for a while, trying to get it out, it eventually just pops right off in your hand. Oh, okay, Tokus, get out your stopwatch. We're doing this uh, again. Okay. And go, and I shoot it into the rock again. You shoot the same arrow? Yeah. Wait, when did I get a stopwatch? When you learn to count seconds with pinpoint accuracy. Alright, so I get up my mobile, what's it, like a like Flintstone style? It's like a Your sundial. mobile sundial, yeah. <laughs> sundial watch, yeah. In the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I come over and cast light so that there's something to see by. So you shoot the arrow again at the rock? <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, it bounces off. Uh, oh, it's one-time use. You stupid arrow. Or it takes time to regenerate. Maybe it's once per day. I put it back in the quiver and I mark, I tie a piece of red tape around the shaft. Uh, or a piece red of ribbon. red string, yeah. And uh, mark it so that I can try it again tomorrow. You weren't timing it exactly, but it seemed like it was probably about a minute or so that it lasted stuck mm. to the rock. So we only have a minute to, like, scale a cliff or building. Yeah, everybody make good on your climb checks. Everybody get better at climbing. I just thought of other purposes for it, Shab. Like, what if you shot, like, a perfect arrow across, like, a chasm or, like, a river? And then we, like, shimmied along, a, like, a silk rope? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Totally. This is very useful. Used it to make a daring getaway? Yep. Well, you only have 60 seconds. That's why it's daring, because if, if there were no time limit, then you would just walk away. Right? Well, if we get acro- halfway across, we'll wait. Hmm. <laughs> it gets more complicated than that if you're going... Like, if you're going vertical, gravity helps like keep the rope in place. But like if you're going horizontally, somebody has to be on the other end to hold it. But you're right. Potential uses. We got to make sure that we don't forget we have these things. We need to turn it into like a zip line. Right? Start <laughs> drafting blueprints for like zip line harnesses <laughs> and a zip line, like a pulley system. And all right, Tokus, this is yeah, this is great. But let's go in and sleep for the night, and you can work on that in your sleep or while you're not sleeping. Fair enough. So I make sure Shaba has the arrows, and I say, did you mark these on your character sheet, Shaba? I am doing so as we speak. Excellent. What are they called? Oh, did we get the guy's name? I don't think we got the guy's name. What's the name of the town? Uh, Miller's. Is this Miller's Field? Yeah, it's Miller's Field. 
I go back in and ask him, hey, excuse me, sir, what's your name? <laughs> Mikal. Oh, wait, I have the name. The Mighty Missiles of Millersfield. Duh. <laughs> How about yeah, but McCall's what about me- Mighty me- Missiles of Millersfield? McCall's Mighty Missiles of Millersfield, yeah. Perfect. How do you spell it? M-I-K-A-L. All right. McCall's Mighty Missiles. That's right. Heck yeah, dog. Heck yeah. <laughs> so mighty that not even the strongest fighter can pull them from a boulder. <laughs> I tried. I was not worthy. <laughs> All right. We move on. As long as there are no zombies around, as long as none of the townsfolk have turned into zombies since we were last here, we move on. Yeah, didn't we have them quarantine people that were suspicious? Yeah, remember you gave them the charts so that they could fill out their... Yep. Can we get, the, can we get those charts? Yeah, we need those charts back. I almost forgot. Good memory shop. So you find someone who's in charge, I guess. Who did you leave them with? Are they, like, dressed up like a researcher, like a lab <laughs> The lead coat? scientist. She's got one of those, like, it's a, uh, what is that, clipboard and, you know, or maybe, like, an easel and some nice doctor's glasses, stethoscope. Yeah. The works. It's like, well, everyone seems to be doing just fine. Don't have anything to report as far as sicknesses or further injuries or anything. Sweet, dog. Mm-hmm. Looks like we took care of them. Well, see you later. <laughs> yeah, no, no hungering for brains. <laughs> no, no requests for for human brain or flesh. Nothing. Not that I've heard. Awesome. Well, let us know if you get hungry. Send us a letter by carrier pigeon or something. Yeah, you should probably keep them quarantined for like the next few years. I think it had a tendency to break out many years later. So <laughs> keep the study going. <laughs> no, 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 no. On the authority of the Sapphire Sabers, release these people from their study, from their scientific calculations. And give them each a lollipop <laughs> for their hard work. <laughs> All right, uh, time to time to leave. Time to mosey on down the road. They have no idea how lucky they are that there was an actual infection spread. The Damage Guild Podcast. Your locally certified dungeon safety inspectors. Hello everyone, what's up? It's Brian here. We're back with another episode of the Damage Guild podcast. We are so, so glad to have you uh, checking out our story and listening in on all the crazy random hijinks that the AAA team gets into. Uh, Some exciting stuff we have going on. You can find the Damage Guild on Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. If you're on Twitter, do an at Damage Guild, tag us in your tweet, and then give us a suggestion for a name. This can be a name for a character, it can be a tavern, or the name of a town, or maybe the name of a, I don't know, a magic object, or whatever it is. You can suggest something. If we like what you suggest, and we end up using it in the show, then we'll make sure to mention your name, or at least your Twitter handle, whenever we use it. And that way, people will know about you and how awesome you are. So, for example, if you submit a tweet to us saying that you'd like to name a tavern and call it uh, Barney's uh, Billowing Bilge House, then it's a real way that you can become immortalized in our show. So, again, all you have to do is tweet at us using at Damage Guild, and then hopefully yours will get chosen. You can also find us on Facebook and YouTube, like I mentioned, other social media. Click the link up at the top of our website to join the Discord channel and, and hop in on the conversations there. There's We've added new channels to the Discord, including uh, Stripey's Heidi Hole and Aslo's uh, Consulting Consortium, as well as 
a spoilers section where you can chat and talk about stuff that's come up in the show and, uh, you know, fan theories and all that uh, crazy good stuff. And then there's even like a self-promotion channel. You can, you know, promote your, uh, your own creative works or whatever you have going on. There's lots and lots of stuff in there to read and lot, lots of discussions to join in on. So hop in in our Discord. We would love to see you there. We'd love to meet you and talk to you. Anyway, as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're very glad that you're here and listening to the show. Thanks for joining us for another episode. I hope you're having an awesome, awesome week. And now, back to the show. You are listening to the Damage Guild Podcast. When the morning comes, you notice that the fields look like they've all been harvested. Hay is bailed up, ready to be put into storage or shipped out. It's going to be that time of year, guys. What, what time is that? It's, uh, you know, goat's giving. <laughs> <laughs> so where, where does that fall in relation to Spike's Day? Uh, it's a month after Spike's Day, exactly, to oh, the okay. day. Yeah, because first you put the heads on Spike's, and then you... You let them... You give thanks for their heads? Yeah, you let them fester for a while, and then you <laughs> kick them around for a while, and then it's goat goat's giving day. <laughs> Is that why you put his head on a stick, Shaw? But you're, you're disappointed that you missed this year's Spikes Day, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I missed the big tournament and everything. Well, I'll try to get you a nice big goat for goat givings. Thanks. Day. I mean, I really miss... I've, I haven't had, like, goat gravy or goat's berry sauce or uh, fresh, fresh... I've heard that it's a day filled with mead, joy, family, mm-hmm. uh, goat's ball. Yep, it is. Lots, lots and lots of and watching lots of, goat of goat's ball. ball. Yeah. Listen, I don't even want to know what goat's berry sauce is, okay? Let's just, uh, <laughs> let's just move on. I don't want to know what that's like. You get uh, goat rolls, goat pie, goat's berry sauce... Um, Goat stuffing. It's it's a wonderful festivity. Uh, I miss it dearly. (laughs) Stripey just nods his head in agreement. (laughs) Uh, When you reach Nafton the next day, the fence that they were building up is now completely encircling the town, and they've got some guards posted at the gates. So there's one gate for each road? Yeah. Mm. It's three gates. (laughs) It's Good math, Shaba. You're, uh, you're really, really learning a lot. I'm just saying, if the road splits, like, you know, there's a gate for yeah. the road incoming and then two gates for the outgoing, or incoming and out, if you're going the other way, you know how that works. Yeah, you're, you're improving nicely, Shaba. <laughs> you know, Aslo, just because I'm better at math than Shaba doesn't mean I rub that in his face. <laughs> <laughs> you rub your, your uh, knowledge of stuff in our faces all the time. What are you talking about? No, no, no. I like to rub my knowledge in your face, Aslo, because uh, you went to school. You think you're something special. <laughs> so you need to be taken down a peg. But Shaba, Shaba's still learning. And I cherish him. Meanwhile, you need to be taken up a peg. And I <laughs> reveal to you that the medallion is indeed still Shaba side up. Mm. As a reminder, cool. Aslo, you're on thin ice. I hang my head. I think that's the longest running, like, consecutive number of days that the medallion has been Shaba side up. You should impress, impress yourself. And yes, I do need to be taken up several pegs, Aslo. I heard what you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we leave Nafton, we do need to purchase a small plot of land upon which we will build our banana stand uh, <laughs> in the future. So, uh, oh, yeah. if possible, we'd like to get a little place like inside the city, the walls now, the, the fence. 
uh, maybe somewhere just big enough to build like a water, like a small water tower sized structure. Yeah, it's going to be five feet by five feet. So that we can hurl banana splits down <laughs> upon our customers and then we can build a little like uh, dumb waiter for them to put the money in. So they put it in and then we reel it up and then we throw their bananas down after we've been paid. I will remind you that you have no idea what bananas are. Yes, now I'm aware, but we still do need to, because we're going to open the, the, uh, an establishment of some sort in this town someday. After all, the, the money's in the banana stand. So. It is. It's always in the banana stand. So we need a piece of land that's about 20 feet by 20 feet square. I think what Thane's trying to say is first we discover bananas. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, we can always invest in the, in the property beforehand. Might as well. Ooh, wait, 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 wait. Do we know about peas by any chance? Because if oh, so, split we can open a split pea soup stand oh, during those yeah. cold winter Nafton months. You know what I mean? Those cold winter Ormagian months. Yeah, so we can say uh, the soup, the soup station where the pea splits. <laughs> okay, we'll workshop that. <laughs> yeah, that needs a little work. I think slogan is in the works, but uh, the idea is what's really going here. So I feel like the banana split Sunday stand would do so much better. So like we're gonna fail miserably for a few years with the split peas soup stand, <laughs> and then we discover bananas yeah, from exactly. like a far off tropical region. Agreed. And then we find that there aren't actually bananas on this planet. <laughs> we can call it the soup stockade. And we actually put people in a stockade while they eat our soup. <laughs> well, they can focus their senses on enjoying the soup. Is right. that a thing? That's like a, there's a term for that where you go to like a sensory restaurant where they turn the lights yeah, off. Yeah, sensory deprivation. We deprive them of use of their body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we put a blindfold on them, put them in stocks, and plug their ears. Feed them soup. Yeah, we take away everything except for their sense of taste and smell, so that they only they're consumed wholly by the soup while they are consuming wholly the soup. <laughs> exactly. Yep, that's how that works. This is a frightening experience. <laughs> That'll be our slogan: be consumed by our soup. <laughs> Hopefully, we research how to break them out of the serum. All right, the thought bubbles all like shrink back down into our heads. Yeah, so we we go through town looking for for sale signs. You're probably aware that any plot of land for sale in this town is probably more expensive than what you'd be able to reasonably afford. I mean, I'd like to get an idea of real estate prices so we have something to work towards. Now, keep in mind, this is not a structure. Although, if it's cheaper to just buy a crappy structure and tear it down or burn it to, <laughs> to the ground and build our stand, then we'll go with that. Let's let Aslo teach us how you really do real estate. Will you, Aslo? I will. First, you buy stuff, and then you live in it. Okay, Thane, go ahead. (laughs) I I thought it was you make friends, and then they write you into their will, or you marry them, and then they mysteriously disappear with, and then you get the rights to With a fortune in gold, yes. I see. Or a large piece of property. I I thought that's how you did it before, Aslo, in the last country. That's a gnomish thing. (laughs) Oh. In your search for real estate, you end up at the mayor's office, who welcomes you into his room, and you recognize him from your first visit. Oh, yeah, when we got locked up. Remember the the mustache dude? Yeah. Yeah. So, a noble, or nobly dressed at least, in his 40s, fancy curled mustache. Ah, it is you again. What brings you to my office? Uh, we came in search of your finest small parcel of land. 
Are you looking for something within or without the walls? Uh, within, please, preferably. <laughs> Unfortunately, since the walls have just been put up, prices have risen dramatically for placement inside the walls. <laughs> All right, so what are we talking for, like, the 20 feet directly outside the walls? <laughs> yeah, we'll build our own fence, Java. That's what I say to him. Can we get the spot in between the two gates where the road splits? Like, just, like, dead center. Like, dead center right the fork. there. <laughs> yeah. There's no road leading to that spot. Right, yeah. It would just be the, the not not on the road part. So, you know, wilderness <laughs> property. So, the price of that should be pretty reasonable, right? So, for a visual, like, between the fork, like, between the pinions, like, exactly. right here. Like the- well, it's really more of, like, a T-intersection. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, it's west, east, and south is where all the roads go. Yeah. So we're in that we're in the middle of that ninety degree uh fork. On the other side of the fence, so they'll never see us as they walk through town. <laughs> no, we'll just have signs. You know how like you have the thing like next exit, you know? Mm, like next exit beep, beep, like flashing signs and they, they make a little detour. Mr. Mayor, hang on, hang on a second. And I, I I'd like to make a charisma roll or whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> For what? Really good at this. For my speech. <laughs> All right, persuasion, I guess. All right, that's actually pretty good. Uh, or intimidation. Fifteen minus two. <laughs> Thirteen. Mr. Mayor, if I may, I'm a mere humble gnome, but one of the last gnomes of my kind. I don't know if you knew that. And you know, I want to leave a mark on this world before I leave. And I think a great mark that would be perfect for your town is a, a, a tourist attraction. Have you ever thought of having a tourist attraction right here in Nafton where the road splits? You, you do know that's your slogan, right? <laughs> we don't have a slogan. Well, so here's what I envision. And I, and I show him some elaborately drawn blueprints about how Nafton could be where the road splits. And in the future, when we discover bananas, like we'll sell <laughs> banana splits. But in the meantime, before those are discovered, we use Aslo's idea to make a, a soup stand. Yeah, split pea soup stand. And um, anything else related to splits that we haven't yet discovered. Like, we, like, <laughs> teach people how to do splits, like yoga. Gymnastics classes. We'll do, like, gym every other Wednesday or something. It'll be a thing. <laughs> we'll do, with with purchase of bowl of soup, we'll give you a complimentary divorce. Split, get it? <laughs> oh. oh. So we're, we're going to need a uh, We're going to need a priest, yeah. We're gonna be a priest. No, no, no. Let's call it like a uh, like a breakup phone call. Like we'll call f- the person for you and break up with there them, and yeah. do the splitting, right. right? Splitting for you. Oh, wait, and we'll also sell shampoo that helps split ends. Mm, there there you, go. you go. Yeah. Excellent. But anyway, so we pitch him all these different ideas, and we incorporate it into one succinct idea: an idea that we will create. Uh, a, a revenue stream for the town through our clever advertising uh, that Aslo is going to come up with that I don't have to worry about and our clever uh, calisthenics that Shaba is going to coordinate because I, I don't know the first thing about doing the splits and <laughs> these elaborate blueprints that I guess I'll drop some more of these for us. What do you think? And we'll call it Splitsville, separating you from your valuables since the year 200. <laughs> and we'll have like some amusement rides that have to do with splitting. I don't know how that would work. <laughs> like two roller coasters and they split at some point. So what do you say? All of this sounds intriguing. 
He twirls his mustache. I didn't say you'd have to give us the real estate for free. If you cut us a discount, that might be enough to get us started. You know, we're young entrepreneurs, the three of us. Mm, we are. I believe the city could sell you the land for 100 gold. Hmm. Sold. We'll have our people get in touch <laughs> wait, with wait, your wait, people three years from now. Yeah, how, how much <laughs> land are we talking about? For a, How much land do we get for a hundred? You wanted 20 by 20 feet, right? A hundred gold for 20 <laughs> by 20 feet? We'd have to put a roller coaster. Is the roller coaster going to go around the city or something? It's like one of those tower rides. They're so scary. Uh, They're fun, though. So if we cut it down to 10 by 10, that's only 25 gold, right? That's a fourth of the of the land. We'll, we'll oh, go yeah. with that. Yeah, square footage. Well, yeah, we'll do we'll do just ten ten by ten feet. We'll make a smaller stand. <laughs> that sounds reasonable. All right, Aslo, cough it up. Let's do okay, this. Okay, so twenty five gold for a, a ten by ten mm-hmm. uh, plot of land outside the gate. Outside the gate. <laughs> um, let's get okay. So let's divide that twenty foot by twenty foot parcel into four equal squares, and I'll buy two of them for fifty gold. So we'll have two ten foot by so one ten by twenty, a uh, little rectangle there, right up against the gate. And I can afford that. I'll pay for it myself. I have fifty five gold, so I'll give you fifty of it. You know what? What would a how about a just a five by five <laughs> square? <by end>? <laughs> <laughs> and then like like Aslo does that thing where it keeps getting smaller and smaller. He's like, well, you see that four by four plot of land? Yeah, yeah, so, really so nice the, with some bushes in our three by three plot of land next to the ten by ten by was twenty five gold. So if you just divide yeah. that by four, you get five gold. So here's <laughs> no, five that's gold. not how that, that's not how math works, Aslo. You're giving me so a hard here's time. Three gold. You're supposed and, uh, to make the charisma check before you talk to him no I, I turn to you guys and i say listen this is this is all great these are great ideas but we need to wait until we have time to sit here and actually build this stand and invest the time and the resources into building it but we don't have that kind of time right now we got to get back we got to get paid and then we'll eventually come back and do that but Aslo, you can't wait when it comes to buying real estate. You have to buy at today's prices because tomorrow's prices are going to be higher. You're just shooting yourself in the foot. A solid buy and hold strategy is where you need to be. You need to pick up the resources so that you capture those gains and you keep the, you keep the money rolling in. And you get them gains? Mm-hmm. And now that the mayor knows about all these different advertising ploys and vacation spots that he didn't even know existed, he's going to get somebody else to build it, the <laughs> soup stand. I tell the mayor that we already have a patent on all our ideas. <laughs> so don't, don't even think about it. Yeah. By the, by the way, all these blueprints that you've drawn up, Tokus, registering them in Inept as soon as we get back. With the Patent okay. and Trademark Office. That's probably not cheap either. I don't think patents exist. <laughs> all right. Well... Still, we, you can't steal our ideas because they belong to us. Aslo, why don't we hire Nibrin to run the stand because he hates his job? Ooh, oh, that's a great that's idea. Perfect. He has no carpentry skills, no salesman skills, and no real skills to speak of whatsoever other than mining. People will feel so bad for him that they'll have to buy the soup. That's true. Mm. They'll see his poor injured leg. And- be like, you poor miserable <laughs> man. <laughs> Let us buy some of your merchandise. All right. I give the mayor 25 gold pieces for a 10 foot by 10 foot plot of land in the middle of the <laughs> split by the f- outside the fence. The split of the road, if you will. The cro- 
crotch of the road. Yes. Of the T, the top of the T. Okay, is this on the southeast or the southwest side? Thane, if you had followed along with our concept for the split stand, where we first entered Nafton, it split to, to the south and to the east. east so we yes, want to be like in that split because that's where the road splits. That's the true <laughs> split. The southeast side. <laughs> you lay down the gold and he looks it over and writes out a little deed to a plot of dirt for you. Yeah, that's our dirt. If that's how you want to spend your gold, Shava. Oh, it is, Aslo. You have no idea. <laughs> also, when did you learn so much about real estate? Considering you've <laughs> never owned a piece of land in your entire life? We used to own all those mountains, okay? All of them. <laughs> we need to start getting our return on investment, so we need to find somebody to live there while we're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Before we leave Nafton, I, I post a sign on our property that says, No trespassing. <laughs> and then we leave. <laughs> but they'll think it's for the city. And I use uh, my piece of chalk that I have to draw an outline around the, uh, <laughs> yes. around the property. All right. Perfect. Okay, so you like crumble the chalk to get some dust and cover it along the grass. Along the grass. Okay. Yeah, totally. <laughs> now we'll dig, a, we'll dig a moat around our property. <laughs> a five by five moat leading all around the gate and say no trespassing and then go. Shaba, I just thought of a really clever idea how we can get traffic to our new plot. All right, well, let's talk about it on the way back to... Yeah, not in front of the mayor. I'll see you, mayor. Later on, dude. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks for the land. I can't believe you just bought land, Shaba. That's so cool. I thought the land, like, belonged to all of us, though. I mean, weren't you, like, one of those hippie nomad giants? Yeah, it does. It does, except for the the way that humans think about it, because they're they're backwards in their thinking and so they think that people can actually own land little does the mayor know i just tricked him because you can't actually own land right <laughs> it was already mine in the first place jokes on him i already own come it. to think of it where he's having a setup we probably could have like put a stand there without ever buying a deed to it they'd never know they just think we're like some homeless people uh, yeah nobody would even notice because like nobody comes around there well, no one cares. No, nobody's going to notice unless we think of something clever so i start brainstorming with aslo and i guess shaba could be present but it's gonna be a little nefarious and we start thinking of ways to like pretend that there's like a shortcut or something like shortcut if you go this way tokus i had a brilliant idea you can design a mobile stand so we can just push the banana stand around or the split stand <laughs> and then we can just set it up anywhere in town we want and then when the guards come and they're like hey get moving we just like <laughs> take off and like you can build in some rockets like some some rocket propelled stuff on the back and just light them and we'll <laughs> blast off through the town <laughs> It'll be great. Actually, what would be best is if we just augmented the fence a little bit, and then it like does like a flip, like it does like this at night. It goes. Yeah, see, that's that's over. what I didn't want to say in front of the mayor, but like people aren't going to be like, "Oh yeah, I'll divert from the gate to go all the way to this shop." But what we're going to do is we're going to cut a secret door in the fence around the town. Mm, and nobody, a flip door. Yes. It'll like do one of these. Yeah, that nobody in town yeah. knows, and then people can still go through. To get immediately in. Yes, a mysterious shop appears, and then it'll disappear when the, <laughs> the guards come around. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll have no idea it was us. Yeah. Yeah, we'll actually build it into one side of the fence, and then, like you said, it rotates uh, yeah. horizontally. <laughs> yep. So it'll just, like, flip around, and when we see them coming, we just flip it right back. And we spill all our soup. <laughs> no, not the no, soup. No, the soup, it's gone. 
<laughs> just goes flying because we did it so fast. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like the fireplace, that fireplace in the India, the third Indiana Jones movie that rotates. Exactly. Just flips around. Yeah. You know, I have to say, out of all of the business plans that I've heard various D&D groups concoct over the many years, this is probably one of the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know it. It's going to be a runaway, like it's going to be a sleeper hit. It'll be a runaway success. Just you wait, Thane. You'll see. Well, we need to travel and discover bananas first. Thane, once you taste our world-class split pea soup, you'll be talking a different different game, my friend. You'll be uh, you'll be singing our praises. Splitsville. I don't like split pea soup. <laughs> Neither do I, but it's <laughs> it has the word split in it, so you know, we got to stick to our branding. That's right. We'll have to sell tunics that have to do with like our split peas. You do like mead mugs and tunics and all sorts of useful merchandise. Yep. Merchandise. All right, merchandise. Uh, <laughs> Sean, I believe it is now time for you to sing the theme song. Because you know it's next after Nafton, right? Mm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> how do the words go again, Shava? I'm just an Anke um, on Kaplan Hill. Kaplan Hill. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, I, I have to think of like the song that I totally ripped that tune off of first, though. I'm okay, just I've got a bill it in my mind. On Capitol yeah. Hill. Shh, shh, we can't oh, let yeah. our listeners know. No, we, we we actually can't even say the words for copyright infringement purposes or reasons. Oh. Uh, I'm just an on keg. <laughs> oh man, I can't remember how it like, would go. On Capitol Hill. Because I'm just an on keg. On top of Kaplan Hill, <laughs> and um, how does the rest of the song go? Like, I, don't and, know. Um, I don't even know. And I'm making mint. Uh, I don't know I, the I the words to the song, but that's all we need. That's all. That's all that's required. Yeah, I'm sitting here on top of Kaplan Hill, pretty much. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to listen to that song before the next time we enter this place, <laughs> so I can have like the tune. Oh yeah. Um, has it? It's been 24 hours since the last time we shot that uh, that arrow, right? Or I guess the next day. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. It's been a couple oh, days. Do you want to try that again? Yep, I'll shoot it into the fence uh, this time, or I'll find a tree and shoot the arrow into the tree. The same arrow. It thunks into the wood. Okay. And you reach over, try to pull it out, mm-hmm. and it kind of wobbles back and forth, but you manage to pull it out. Okay, so it was like in the tree, in the tree. Yeah. Okay. So these are one-time use dealios. Hmm. Well, I'll keep it in the quiver anyway, uh, just to have an arrow because it's an arrow. And um, while we're while we're leaving Kaplan Hill, or the, that day, I'll spend that day um, when whenever Elbert isn't looking, I'll hop onto one of the back of the wagons and I'll begin to draft uh, two l- letters, two uh, use two pieces of parchment, and I'll make uh, I'll write up two letters. Hmm. As we travel, do you care to say what is on those letters? Or uh, it's a secret. Anything? Only I know. <laughs> I wander over. Hey, Shaba, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> and I hide them. I hold them. Who are you to? What's that? Nothing. What are you I'm, doing? Not, I'm not writing. I'm just sitting I try to here. look. I try to Jeez. pull them out of your hand. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> Come on. What is it? It's nothing. <laughs> what are you having all these secrets for? You're embarrassing me. I'm so stupid. Come on, you're the one who was, who was always complaining about not having any fun. Oh, but this is not fun. It's just love, like a thing. It's just stuff. 
Jeez. <laughs> We're also not allowed to have secrets around you, Shaba. So why are you, what are you hiding? Hey, we yeah. don't know about the secret that Aslo didn't tell us, okay? You don't know he's hiding the existence of a legendary lost city. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying this out of character right now. From then on, I look. I keep one eye out and <laughs> make sure nobody's approaching me or else I hide what I'm doing. Which makes it really hard to write because one eye's on the paper and one eye's everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, it is. It comes out real sloppy looking. <laughs> Oh, your handwriting was nothing special anyway. (laughs) (laughs) When you pass through Kaplan Hill, you see that the Ankeg head pile is even larger and smellier than it was last time. Gross. Are you planning to ever do anything with those? How many Ankegs are down there? Really? Um, Well, the pile's kind of... It looks like I've moved it somewhat, brought it farther away from the town, but there's like... Four dozen of them, probably. Think about with all those onkegs burrowing around under your... This whole town is probably like a sinkhole. It's just going <laughs> to collapse one day. One day. It's just going to... Just fall into the earth. <laughs> Maybe we should bring the fight, because the onkegs bring the fight to the townsfolk. What if we brought the townsfolk to the onkegs? <laughs> It'd be like a buffet. Oh, yeah, that's a great plan. <laughs> Start pushing them down into the tunnels one by one. <laughs> no, no. Wait, I said it came out wrong, and, and I thought it was funny, so I kept going. Um, <laughs> what if we brought the fight to the onkegs? That was one of the, the quests, right? We could go and... Uh, kill onkegs and get their get It their was money. a bounty. Yeah, it was a bounty. Yeah. But wasn't there like an upper crusty quest that was like go into the onkeg layer and slay the onkeg queen that's pumping out all these larval? Let's go! And like Tokus <laughs> gets really inspired and charges down into the onkeg layer. I'm envisioning like the, the tunnels in Diablo 2 yeah. again. <laughs> I think it's just an infestation. Yeah, but there was like a queen at the very bottom of that cavern. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm pretty sure that. that's why there's so many onkegs or like ants. She just keeps popping them out. The spiral one you're talking about? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Champions of Norath. The same principle. It's like a windy cavern, and at the bottom of the cavern, there's like a queen. Yeah. In this case, it was ants. The There were like ants, and there was a big ant queen at the end. Yeah, well, let's go kill the queen. It's the only way to save the town. The bounty that you saw before said that the major problems around the town had been taken care of already, and they were looking for people to clean up the nearby areas and make sure the roads were actually safe. Mm. Mm. That's what the bounty was for. Okay. So you pass through Kaplan Hill, and when you reach Lytics Cross in the morning, you see a group of miners getting ready to head out. Oh, cool. Among them, you see one... With a crutch propped up under his arm and one of his legs wrapped <laughs> tightly. Nibrin! Nibrin, is that you? Oh, isn't that a fortunate coincidence? <laughs> it's it's you. You're, you're a sight for sore eyes. You've returned. Yeah. Wow. You're still alive. <laughs> that's amazing. I am, thanks to you. Well, I mean, that's true. How are things going in the mines? Have you mined some more stuff since we saw you last? I've stopped by, but I haven't really done much work. Hmm. How's the how's the old leg healing? It's it's getting better. I think I'll be fine in another couple of weeks. Well, listen, I'm really glad we ran into you. I was uh, hoping to find you because I uh, I I have something for you. And I take out one of the letters that I've been writing and I hand it to him, and it's sealed with wax. And I say, mm. don't read it now. Just wait till till later. Oh, um, thank you. I'll do my best to read it. 
<laughs> well, if, you, if you need help, you can always find a trusted friend. Is he just so depressed that he just like drops it in the mud and keeps walking? Like doesn't want news of any kind, whether it's good or bad. Just numb and cold to the world. It's more like he doesn't know how to read very well. Well, you can get someone to read it to you, probably. That's so sad, Nibber. Not only does your life suck and your job <laughs> suck, but you can't even read? <laughs> yeah, so if you haven't been able to mine uh, at all for the past like week or so, it's going to be a few weeks, uh, if that's the only life skill you have, how have you been able to afford your measly existence? We gave him like five gold, didn't we? We gave him like some some number of gold pieces. Oh, that's true. Which five gold to him is like a small fortune. Yeah, he's no doubt been living off of what we gave him. Yes, thanks to you. I've had enough to make it by and I've been trying to save up for any future troubles that might come along. Hmm, that's good. A little rainy day fund. It's very smart. I'll be starting work up in the mine. My leg's well enough that I can get there and at least use my arms to do the mining. Well, I mean, now that they're out of a, a financier, you should apply for the job. I mean, you're you're smart. I think you could do it. Financier? The guy whose boots we definitely did not steal. Uh, the accountant. After you, yeah, the accountant, right. The dude who manages the money for the mine. You could probably do that job. I've never been great at math. You could take some classes, some evening classes while you're working your way through school. Anyway, just an idea. Yeah, even Shaba here has learned how to count to three. He just did <laughs> yeah. it the other day. <laughs> yeah. I'll, see, watch, I'll do it right now. One, two, three. Check it out. <laughs> see? Like, it's very easy. Easy as that. So you can probably do the job. It is literally easy as one, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to show off, but like, it's... You can do I, it too. Sorry, I put you on the spot, Shaba. Yeah, it's okay. If I can do it, you can do it, Nibrin. Believe in yourself, okay? Well, thanks a lot, guys. Well, good to see you, and, and good luck on that recovery, huh? Oh, thanks again. I hope to see you around. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Feel free to stop by the mine if I'm working there. Oh, we, we will. We definitely will. Certainly. Uh, I was glad to hear you say that you're saving up for future calamities in your life, because they're probably inevitable. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure to save up good. There are probably going to be lots of other terrible things that happen to you throughout your life. So, <laughs> chin up. You know, Nipper, you're looking a lot more cheerful. So glad you ran into us so we could... Well, it's easier to be happy when I'm not surrounded by monsters with a broken leg. <laughs> or people uh, berating you. Well, now you're surrounded by different monsters of a different kind. The real monsters were the friends we made along the way. Fellow soulless miners with no future. They say you're a product of your association. Like, you're basically the average success of your closest five friends. So who are your friends, Nibbard? A bunch of lowlifes, no doubt. <laughs> Most of them work in the mines with me. They're the ones that I regularly associate with. Yeah, so just calculate their success, divide it by five, and that's you. <laughs> Wait, I'm only one-fifth as successful as them? That's all you'll ever be. <laughs> Wait, I thought you didn't understand math. How do you know what one-fifth is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I told you you're smarter than you gave yourself credit for, Nibrin. <laughs> you know what? You go get him. You try out for that job, for that yeah. accountant's job. Or better yet, take it for yourself. Well, Nibrin, take care of yourself, all right? Because the mind certainly won't. <laughs> I will, and you watch yourselves, too. Thanks. I mean, we're hopeful we'll see you again, Nibrin, but odds are you're going to have a cave-in and you'll be dead. We'll miss you dearly. All right, all right, that's enough. All right, let's leave. <laughs> this is what happens when we get around Olaf with you, Shab, and we never pull you away from the bar. 
<laughs> I like seeing Nibbering because he makes me feel better about myself for the fact that I'm the only, you know, gnome left. You guys need to learn some more encouraging words and phrases. <laughs> That's part of leveling up. We're still working on it. We're only level three here, Thane. Come on. <laughs> Give us some slack. Well, that's Nibbering talking to you. Oh. <laughs> well, that's Aslo's job, and he hasn't been... Ever since he got his upgrade, he hasn't been doling out the compliments lately, so <laughs> good luck getting any sort of inspiration from him. Yeah, I've been hoarding them to myself. Here, I'll, I'll give him some gnomish inspiration. I give him a nice uh, a nice hug. <laughs> he reluctantly hugs back and pats you on the back. Thanks, little guy. Just, ow, ow, don't squeeze my leg so hard. There. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, so I kind of give him like one of these like half hugs where it's like tight around this side and loose around the other. Since you can barely reach above his legs. Alright, Nibrin. You take care of yourself. You too. I'd better be going. My fellow miners are heading out soon. Elbrit has been getting your caravan ready nearby. She just kind of watches your exchange here and comes up afterwards. Says, you seem to have a lot of acquaintances. We do, but not many friends, if you've noticed. <laughs> and I wonder whose fault that is. And she walks away. Oh, it's <laughs> cold. You know, Aslo, if we applied that same principle to ourselves, like... What are your five closest friends? Because that kind of would dictate how successful the AAA team will be. Since living on this continent, uh, I can only count two. What about Stripey? Oh, that's true. Three. You know who my best friends are? My five closest friends, Tokus, are you, Aslo, you, Aslo, and Stripey. <laughs> well, then we're not going to be very successful, even with Tokus and Aslo squared. <laughs> Pretty sure that lowers the average. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Basically, what I'm saying is we got to get in good with the king again. Yeah, we do have to get in good with the king. Like, if we can, if we can <laughs> make some friends with some affluent, you know, like maybe like that one guy who leads the merchant's guild or the king, like get in with the king again. We did kind of blow that one opportunity with uh, that Master general Morpa. guy. Yeah, Morqua. I mean, we're members of the Sapphire Saber now. We're moving in that direction, or at least trying to. Right. Might be some rich people in there. That's what they said would get us noticed. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm okay with this particular ladder that we're climbing, for the most part. I mean, I'm not tethered to this result, thankfully, because I got into the Alchemist Guild. So, I mean, if you guys are on a sinking ship... That's your problem. <laughs> you have your lifeboat. Yeah. Well, so so let's let's do the math. So Aslo hasn't really figured it out yet. Shaba is a real estate agent. Nice work. Me, on the other hand, I'm going in like kind of like the direction of I guess the equivalent of scientist in this area. But but again, Stripey has nothing. Stripey has only his looks. I mean, what is he trying to be? Like a model? I mean, what's his plan? Just mooching off most of your money, Shaba? I mean... I mean, Stripey, let's face it, Stripey has a better life than all of us. This is true. It's true, he just hangs out in your bag eating uh, dog treats all day. <laughs> eating everything he wants. But what do you have, Aslo? I guess is what I was getting at. I have my dashing good looks, a full head of hair... And, uh, and a criminal record. And a criminal record, that's right. <laughs> oh, I can, I can take a hint, Aslo. I see that dig. <laughs> well, maybe you should open a gym, because then you'd go to one. <laughs> oh, snap. Oh. You did just call me bald. I mean, come That's on. true. It's a low blow for, for friends. Caravan sets out once again for your second to last stop. Okay, this time arriving at Nighton. I go into Olaf's bar when we get to Nighton. I pull out, I go, go around behind the counter, and I look him in the eye, and I pull out the second letter that I've been writing, and I tuck it into his 
tunic or jacket or whatever, and I pat him on the chest and I turn around and leave. 